Did you know you can support your local independent bookstore and me in my efforts to promote books that feature women in aviation by shopping for your next aviatrix read on the Literary Aviatrix website? I built the website to serve as a central source to search and find books featuring women in aviation, and it was important to me to offer you the opportunity to buy from independent sellers. If the book you're interested in is available on bookshop.org, you'll find a link to purchase through my affiliate account on my website, which means I'll receive a small portion of the sale to support the content you love. Blue skies and happy reading. This is Liz Booker with a literary aviatrix author's note from writers whose work features women in aviation and other experts in the field of writing and publishing. This one is from Season 1, Episode 8, in my interview with Patty Bear about her book, From Plane to Plane, My Mennonite Childhood, A National Scandal, and an Unconventional Sort of Freedom. The title kind of explains all of the context that you need to know, and In this clip, Patty is talking about how she found her voice and her power through writing. Now, Patty's experience and example is certainly very extreme and very specific, as is Erica Armstrong's, who I mentioned later in our conversation. But there are so many parallels in their experiences at the hands of abusers that translate to the experience of being a minority trying to succeed or even survive in an environment where you don't feel welcome. I think it's very common. It was for me and it was for many of my peers for us to be very selective about the things that we spoke up about if we spoke up at all in terms of the way people were behaving around us or the way that they were treating us. Our goal was to blend and to focus on our jobs and trying to do the best that we could do. And I hear this even now. I had a female first officer on my flight yesterday and I communicated with her afterwards. And she even said, you know, usually I just try to blend in and not stand out. But I've also observed a lot of women who did that their whole careers and who finally find their voice and decide to speak out and take the power back. So I suppose you could say I got my writing start when I was, I guess, a young teenager. I think maybe it was 10th grade. I'm trying to think what year exactly it was. So we were, our family, uh, as I had said before, we were in the national news and it was searing. And people had this idea of what was going on, so much so that they wrote us letters telling us what terrible people we were, my mother and us six children. And so these letters would come into the mailbox and every time they did, I fumed. It was just so unjust, you know. We were living on the run and we were being called terrible people. So at one point, I had one too many and I was like, oh, I'm done with this. And, And we had grown up with this turn the other cheek. You were always supposed to turn the other cheek, you know, forgive and forget. And I was like, nope, no more. So I sit down and I write this letter and it was respectful, but I told this lady everything that had happened. I was like, here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. And the story that you're hearing is not the story that is real. And it sent it off and never expected to hear back from her because my father's fans were just kind of immune to facts. And so I sent it off and I 
did like four or five months later, I did hear back from her. That was really important in my life. So I didn't write a whole lot more other than for, you know, college and that sort of thing afterwards. And I would write the, but I would write these little snippets trying to figure out, trying to process my experience, like in the military and the treatment of women and that sort of thing. So the next thing I wrote was a letter to the editor for USA Today. And there was this case in the news of this um, executive getting a divorce from his wife. And they together, they were worth about $80 million. And she was to get $10 million. And so this was at the time that there was a great deal of talk about traditional family values and how important it was for the woman to be in the home. So I write to this editorial and I'm like, listen, if, if this is really as important as you believe it to be, she should get half. You know, what, what is this thing of $10 million should be enough? You either believe it's valuable or it's not, and they're a team, and then you should split it half ways. So I wrote that. Then I wrote a letter to, uh, we had a contract, a union contract at the airline coming up in 2000. And I wrote a letter to the negotiating committee because we didn't have any paid maternity leave at all. I already had my two kids. I wasn't going to have any more, but I just thought this was something that needed to be changed. So I spent about three weeks crafting this letter. You know, how could I talk to, how could I talk to a group of men about an issue that only affected 5% of the population? And you kind of found a source of power in that. I did. It was a way of speaking up and it was, um, you know, it came out of this culture where women really weren't supposed to speak up and, and I had a need to speak up. That's one of the things I realized in life. You know, I mean, I honestly, I think we all do to some extent, but justice is really important to me, you know, justice and fairness. And it was important to take a stand on the record uh, for myself and also for others. I see a lot of parallels with what Erica Armstrong did with her book as well. Like, you know, just taking the power back, you've been um, silenced and oppressed and, and that's what your abuser wants. And you kind of take the power back when when you drive the narrative and you share the story from your perspective. So I, I really respect that. Yeah, you really do. You take the power back. And I would also say that um, when you do that, uh, abusers don't like that, but it is good for them. It is healing for them to have boundaries and to have, because because their essential problem is that they can't regulate themselves or they choose not to. That's fascinating. That's really fascinating. 